We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Rudder Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It's March 4th. It's 2021. We have nine NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Not too bad. Should be making a decent amount of money today. Finally, finally breaking my cold streak after like 10 straight losing days. Two in a row, right before the All-Star break. So it all starts over after that anyways, but... I'm ready for this break and ready to break down the slate that all our information could be moderately useless or very useful. Who knows what's going to happen the day before the all-star break. Yeah. DSJ big game. Um, Looks like I'm going to be okay. Um, I was, listen, I thought Charlotte was going to win, but I did not think they were going to win by what they were by 20 some points. Um, So yeah, 32, 33 points. That's crazy. So um, we talked about them on scores and odds. I think means he had them on scores and odds too. They were like minus one. Um, that was a pretty soft line. So, um, but yeah, we move on to the next game, next slate. And um, we are presented by Superdraft. If you guys haven't checked them out, superdraft.com. Use promo code grinders. That way you guys can get um, the bonus, deposit bonus. Um, up to 150 bucks. Um, if you deposit $150 or more, you'll get a matching instant matching $150 um, bonus. If you deposit under 50, $50 or less, you'll get dollar for dollar um, instant bonus over there on super drafts. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Use promo code grinders. We'll have our super drafts play of the day, um, you know, later on when we get um, done rolling through these games. So, 
Great, let's get started. We start with Toronto at Boston. It's a back-to-back for Toronto. Um, we're obviously going to be waiting to see what we're looking at news-wise, but with the protocols and stuff, I I don't think Van Vliet or Siakam... I think they already ruled out Van Vliet, Siakam, and OG. I could be wrong, but I think they ruled them out until after the All-Star break. Yeah, I looked and I couldn't see anything, So, um, but I, I think it's until after the All-Star break, too. Officially, I didn't find anything, but... Um, and on the Boston side, Marcus Smart's still out. Toronto, um, listen, they they kind of look like we expected them to look. They look like they were missing, you know, two of their three best players, um, and Detroit kind of handled them. What do we think um, of Toronto on this slate? I mean, it could very easily be a blowout, but if it's if you're expecting this game to stay close, Lowry, Powell, Boucher, like they're going to eat up all the usage. They're going to have all the minutes they can possibly go for, and – they should end up crushing. I mean, we look at what minutes kind of went around for everyone um, over on the Raptors in the last game. And like, it's fairly succinct of pulling it up right now because I should have already had it pulled up. I looked at it before going up. So Powell played 38 minutes. Lowry played 35 minutes. Boucher only played 25, but they still all ended up with 30 to 46 points. Powell had the big game with 36 points, but we look at the rest of the guys outside of that, like Bembry played a decent amount of minutes. He's, not a great point per minute producer, so he's not a guy that I'm going to use. Like Stanley Johnson, Wantanabe, um, Terrence Davis, like all played some minutes. Even Baines all played some minutes, but they're not really getting a huge increase in minutes. They still have a little bit of depth, and they'll still rotate those guys around. But it's Powell and Lowry we know are going to play a boatload of minutes. Boucher could have a little bit of an uptick in minutes in the second game here because they're still going to need him. But like Powell and Lowry should crush. Like they're going to have everything. So. There's the they're the main two plays that I want, but Boucher's in play, and I'm I'm not playing any of the other guys because I think there is a dull chance that this game ends up being a blowout. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely worried about like with Toronto being on the second end of a back-to-back, the Pistons blowing them out on Wednesday. Like I'm I'm certainly worried, but I think like Norman Powell is going to get plenty of shots up. You know, he scored 36 actual points. He put up 20 shots. Um, you know, Terrence Davis is going to play decent minutes. They played Benbury 27 minutes. Matt Thomas got some minutes. So I think when you're looking at Toronto, you're looking at the studs. But Boucher at 6,600, um, you know, he, he went 18 and eight in a game where it wasn't close. Um, the guy just, he doesn't play defense. Um, what do you like here for Boston? Tatum. I mean, with Tatum Brown and Walker playing, Tatum's the only guy I'm really considering. Can't really trust the minutes of anyone else on this team. We know that those guys are going to get minutes and they're going to eat up the usage. I mean, you could potentially take a shot on Tristan Thompson in a matchup versus Toronto. Maybe they go a little bit bigger. Maybe he ends up in the mid-20s minutes, which he can end up crushing his price tag, but there's likely going to be a ton of value on this slate. So all these value plays just don't make the cut unless there's some unexpected news. And we should probably say, like, Pay attention to news. Have the RG alerts on. Look at them throughout the day because there is going to be a ton of news likely that breaks just like there was today and it'll drastically change the slate. So you're looking at just basically, you're looking at value and studs. It's going to be a studs and duds or a stars and scrubs slate. So it's just figuring out which stars you want. And I think that Tatum potentially, if you're bringing it back with a guy like Powell or a guy like Lowry, is not the worst day in the world. This game ends up staying close. I know that he's been bad recently, but he still has 50-point upside, and Toronto's defense isn't going to be the same. So Tatum is the only guy I'm considering, and like if you want to use Walker or Brown, that's fine, but I'm not paying. I'm not playing any of the guys under 7K over on the Celtics. 
we move on. We got L.A. Clippers versus Washington. Uh, no total in this game. And I'm not even going to say that. There's only total in one game so far. Um, so I'm not even going to say that every game. Uh, Kawhi's questionable. Morris is doubtful. And Patterson's out. And then Bryant and Nishmith remain out for Washington. What do you like here for the Clippers? I mean, it all depends on if Kawhi ends up playing. Um, like, if he ends up playing, then – not really interested in a ton. Like why and Paul George are pretty much the guys like either one of them going up against Washington and end up crushing, but I'm kind of expecting them to sick. Why? Um, right. First last game before the all-star break, I don't think they end up playing him. So assuming that Kawhi's out, I mean, and assuming that Reggie Jackson into the starting lineup, he's obviously in a smash spot going up against Washington should see a good amount of minutes. So Reggie Jackson becomes the de facto chalk and entirely worth it at 3,900. Um, Paul George watched a matchup versus Washington. Absolutely fantastic play outside of that. I'm probably fading everyone outside of maybe Beverly, depending on how much uh, cheap stuff ends up opening up, but it's just going to be the Paul George and Reggie Jackson's show on offense. And that's the only two guys I really want here. Again, it's going to be a stars and scrubs slate and there's going to be value. So Ibaka, Zubak, Batum, Beverly, Lou Will, who's not going to play over 25 minutes most likely, all don't make the cut, but kind of wait and see where the starting lineup ends up at. Wait to see where Kawhi ends up, if he ends up playing or not, because that kind of dictates a lot of stuff on the slate. Yeah, if Kawhi sits, I think you're you're playing Paul George and you're probably playing Nicholas Batum. Um, Batum's really cheap, and it's a matchup against Washington. The minutes and the extra shots should be there for him. So uh, definitely going to be paying attention to this Clippers news. Like you said, we're going to be paying attention to a lot of news here. Um, Reggie Jackson might get a few extra minutes too. So that's something to kind of note, but I, I think Paul George against Washington would be the guy we're looking at the most in this spot. If Kawhi ends up not playing, um, let's go to the other side. Anything that you like here for Washington? No, Beal and Westbrook are fun. If you want spend ups again, depends on how much value is out there, but don't play anyone else outside of Beal or Westbrook. They're both fine plays, but it's not a great matchup. It'll be a little bit better from a defensive standpoint. If Kawhi ends up missing, um, so they're, they're, ju- they're just tournament darts. Like they're fine and they're fine to include in games to heck if Kawhi misses and you have Paul George and Reggie Jackson over on the other side. Yeah. Like, um, the first time these two teams played Westbrook, he went for 52 and Beal went for 48, um, fantasy points. So at their price, like if they do that again, they're not going to like kill you. Um, you know, so I like playing these guys when one of the one of the other ones are out. Um, but overall, I think if I had to pick one of them, it'd probably be Westbrook. I think Paul George probably plays defense on Beal if Kawhi sits. So I would take I'd probably take Westbrook um, if Kawhi's out. We move on. We got uh, the Pistons and the Knicks. Uh, Detroit's on the second end of a back-to-back. We'll have to see on the news on them and on the Knicks. Uh, Taj Gibson, Alfred Payton, doubtful. Robinson's out. Um, Rose, questionable. Let's start with Detroit. You know, big news that came out. Um, you know, Grant, he didn't play on Wednesday. There's a chance that, like, they just sit him for this game, too um writes out uh josh jackson was dealing with like an in like an illness or something um so we'll have to see like if he comes back you know what are your thoughts here on detroit i mean it all depends on the injuries if grant and jackson are out 
Plumlee is not a bad play. Sadiq Bay is not a terrible play, but DSJ becomes an absolutely fantastic play. Even potentially Dennis Smith Jr. and Saban Lee, or I mean, potentially Saban Lee. Like all these guys are going to get a boatload of minutes. Ellington, Civi, like this is kind of going to determine the entirety of the slate. If Jackson and Grant are out, you're just going to have to find which value plays you want to end up playing from this game because someone's going to end up crushing here, even against a slow paced, good defensive or bad defensive matchup in New York, like it might be a low scoring game, but even if it is the price tags on all these guys and the usage going around is going to be enough to justify any one of their price tags. So Plumlee Bay, DSJ, Saban Lee are going to be the guys you're looking at. If Jackson and Grant both play, I think I have a little bit of interest in both of them, but like this game, those two guys determine whether this game is a just write off game or at least on the Detroit side, or if it's the best place to look for value and, like some of the best point per dollar plays are probably going to be on this. Again, if they're out, DSJ is a fantastic play. Like even on the second of a backpack, playing all those minutes, he still should be able to play a decent amount of minutes and he can still crush here. So yeah, it, it's, it's pretty simple. Like you wait for the news and that kind of determines it. If Jackson plays and Grant doesn't play, I'll play a lot of Jackson, but yeah, DSJ, Plumlee, Saban Lee, all guys to look at. If uh, those guys are ruled out, if they're in, then it's kind of a write off of me. Yeah, if those guys are out, I think you can add uh, McGruder. He played like 26 minutes. Wayne Ellington played um, 26 minutes. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. only played 27 minutes, but like he had a great game. So definitely will be – I think like the DSJ revenge too, right, going into New oh, York. Yeah. Um, you know, wanting to prove that they shouldn't have like moved him. Like he's coming off of like, what, four really good games in a row, and like he – Played 27 minutes and took 11 shots against New York the other night and put up 30 fantasy points. He's 4,800. Um, 30 fantasy points at 4,800. Like, we're never going to complain about that. So, uh, really like DSJ in this spot uh, with or without Grant and Jackson. I think um, DSJ is in play regardless. But the rest of these guys all really going to depend on this injury news. And then on the Knicks side of things, like, it's the same guy every slate, really. It's Julius Randle. Um, anything outside of, like, Julius Randle is usually, like, a large field tournament play. Do you have anything else for the Knicks that you like? I mean, I still think you can play Derrick Rose, also a revenge game. If he ends up playing, he's in pro COVID protocols, but they still think there's a decent chance that he ends up playing against Detroit. And so if he's in there, I still think that you can play him. Or you could potentially play Noel. Match versus Plumlee is not a bad one, and he's getting 37 to 40 minutes almost every single game. Definitely has some upside there at 5,600. Um, quickly becomes in play if Rose is out, especially over on Superdraft. Um, but, yeah, again, this kind of – like it's it's one of the point guards. If Rose plays, it's Rose. If Rose doesn't play, I think you can still play quickly. They did some weird rotations with him. It basically give Nicolita uh, nine minutes and then let quickly just play fifteen straight minutes in both halves. So he comes in at the three minute mark of the first quarter and then plays through the end of the half. Same thing in the third quarter. So he still could be in for a decent amount of minutes. A good matchup for Detroit. He can definitely put up a huge amount of points in a hurry. But that's only if Rose plays or doesn't play. If Rose plays, I'm not playing quickly because I can't really trust his minutes. Yeah, and like um, the usage when quickly gets in like off the bench too has been fantastic too. So I think that's obviously something to kind of note. Um, Denver at Indiana taking on the Pacers. 
It is a back-to-back for the Pacers. Um, Jermichael Green, Harris, Millsap out for Denver. Um, what do you like here for the Nugs? I mean, Joker and Otto Porter Jr. are both good plays. Joker's going to be one of the better spend-ups on the slate in the match versus Indy. He's been a little bit worse defensively this year. I think Joker is definitely one of the top spend-ups. Um, Jamal Murray, I think, is still a great tournament play. I mean, last two, last three, four, five games, he's been playing high 30s minutes um, outside of the game versus OKC, was which was a blowout. So this game stays close. He's going to play high 30s minutes, and he's slowed down a little bit after his absolute tear, um, but he still has it more upside than almost anyone on the slate at his price tag. So he's a guy that will definitely be using in tournaments, hoping they regains what he was at before, but the minutes are there. He seems healthy. He'll be a little bit more rested here because he was just on a back-to-back, but uh, yeah, like Joker is the guy that I'm probably going to end up spending up a decent amount, depending on what value ends up playing out. Cause he's just been ridiculous lately, averaging close to 70 points per game or over 70 points per game over the last three. Yeah, Jokic has been crushing. Jamal Murray has been playing well, but not well enough to pay off the $8,500 price tag. Um, Will Barton can get hot and have big games, but I I really think Jokic is the guy you're looking at the most. Will Barton would probably be like the secondary piece that I'd be looking at from Denver. Uh, What do you like here for the Pacers? I mean, not a ton. Like it's it's mostly guys I'm bringing it back with. Brogdon's fine, but he's priced up a little bit too much and drastically preferred Murray in the same game. So bonus is price has dropped a little bit but his production just hasn't been great under 45 points in each of the last four games not one of the top spend ups here mcconnell i'm not chasing the massive game he just had where he had a triple double with 10 steals don't think that's going to happen again like he's priced where he should be at 6k like yes he can have a massive game yes he can play a ton of minutes but more than likely he's going to end up on the lower end of that and then miles turner like playing high 20s minutes not really getting there like Indy it's strictly bringbacks from Den uh from playing a few guys on the Denver side other than that I'm just full on fading Indy um we keep rolling along here I'm killing Grant just you guys can't see this um but I, I keep yawning and it it's killing Grant over here um I keep muting my mic and like our both of our eyes are getting watery <laughs> yeah uh, we're getting Milwaukee. old ready for the break Milwaukee at Memphis, 235 and a half total here. Milwaukee favored by six in this game. Um, injury news-wise, Milwaukee's good. Allen and Triple J remain out from Memphis. Granted, I think this is going to be a really good game. Memphis has been playing good. Milwaukee is a great team. Like, this could be a really high-scoring game. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, we know the main suspects here. Like, Portis is going to get a little bit of run. You can use him, but more than likely, he's not going to be a guy that I want to use at all because there's going to be more than enough value on this slate. Drew Holiday still probably going to be on a pretty severe minutes restriction considering the breaks coming up here. Milwaukee doesn't have any reason to roll him out for 30 minutes. So I wouldn't expect him to be over much over like 20, 22 minutes in all likelihood. So Drew Holiday is a complete cross off. DiVincenzo's price is still probably a little too high considering his role. Yes, he has occasional upside, but more than likely not got a guy I want to play, Brooke Lopez. Like, again, this is a slate filled with value, so we're not playing any of them. So pretty much leaves Giannis and Middleton. Middleton's production is taking a little bit of a hit with Drew Holiday coming back in here, so he's a little bit overpriced at 8.4K in my opinion. Not going to use him, and that leaves Giannis. Like, Giannis I'll throw in just because, again, it's going to be a huge stars and scrubs slate. It's going to be easy to fit him into your lineup in all likelihood. Um, 
wait and see what news comes out. But I'm almost certain there will be a lot of lot of value here. And he makes a decent bring back. So there are a few fun plays over on the Memphis side. Yeah, I think Giannis, um, the main piece here. But, like, Drew at 7,300 is somewhat interesting if we knew he was going to get a minutes increase. The only thing that worries me is, like, this is right before the break. So they might not roll him out, like, a bunch of minutes. Um, And with Drew back, like, Middleton's price is kind of up there. So I think Giannis is the main piece. Um, And then on the Memphis side, like, you know, we, we keep playing John Morant and we keep playing Valanchunas and Valanchunas is in a really interesting spot because he rebounds and Milwaukee doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, no, those are the main two guys here. And I mean, you can look at Morant's and Valanchunas' game log and it's not really going to be worth it because they've been involved in so many blowouts, but they've been playing great for the most part. Valanchunas has gotten into a little bit of foul trouble recently and that's why he's on a down tick too in the one game that stayed close. But both of them, like, it's a great matchup for them. It should be a high-paced, high-scoring game. And Morant is just outstanding at even 7,800. Like, he has a huge ceiling here. Just put up 58 points in the last game they played. So those two guys, absolutely great plays. Like, guys I want to use um, in a lot of my lineups, depending on what value ends up opening up. But they're the most affordable mid-tier guys that should be able to fit into a lot of your lineups. Uh, we keep on rolling here. Miami at New Orleans. Uh, no total. Um, New Orleans on a back-to-back. Bam is questionable. Bradley's out. Butler's questionable. Leonard's out. Um, it's a back-to-back for New Orleans. I didn't see anything injury-wise that came out of that um, game, except for it just being in crazy, crazy high scoring. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Miami? I mean, it all kind of depends on the Butler and Bam news. Uh, Magic versus New Orleans is a good one. But with both of them being questionable, like, you just kind of wait and see on that. None, Drogic, Hero could all be in for a big usage. Olenek could be in for some extra minutes, some extra usage here. So if Butler ends up playing and Bam doesn't, then I think Butler is still a very good play and one of the better spins up. He was putting up massive outings before getting injured not too long ago. So I expect him to be right back to it. Um, and I don't think that he's going to be in a minutes restriction if they end up playing him because they're not going to play him unless he's a full go right before the all-star break. Um, bam, maybe slight interest in if Butler doesn't end up playing and he does, but it all kind of depends on those two. If they're out, then you got value galore and guys that are way underpriced and should eat up a ton of usage at the guard position, just figuring out which one you want to go with. I think I'd have a slight lean towards none followed by hero followed by tragic, but they're all so close and they're all good plays if they end up missing. Yeah. Obviously we're waiting on the news here. I don't think Butler plays. Um, and I don't think Bam plays either. I think they give these guys days off before, the all-star break and gives it, it really gives them like an extra two days, really um, three days, you know, really um, if they sit, you know, hero is obviously the guy that I like the most. I don't hate maybe taking a shot on Goran Dragic or Kendrick Nunn, uh, but I think hero is the guy that I like the most. And on new Orleans side, if these guys sit, you know, I'm definitely worried about a blowout. Um, what are your thoughts here for the Pelicans? Yeah, I'm worried about blowout, but the guard value over on Miami is going to be so good that I don't mind bringing it back with Zion, who should be able to take to the rim a whole lot more in this matchup if Bam's not in there. He's got Kelly O being the guy that really has to stop him. So Zion, 
is a guy that immediately stands off the page. 9.3K, yes, that's a lot, and he hasn't had a real blow-up game, but he hasn't had less than 46 points in the last six games. He's been consistent in this type of matchup without Butler and without Bam, potentially. Like, he makes the best bring back. Ingram's fine. Like, he's not great, not terrible. He's just fine. Again, more of a bring back guy. Lonzo, he's priced up enough where, like, it's just too high for me to really want to play him. Yes, I'll occasionally have the blow-up game, and this is a potential spot where that could happen, but it, it's just Zion, really, for me, I think. And that that he's it just lines up really well if Bam ends up missing and Butler ends up missing. Um, yeah. I don't really have anything else to add. Solid. Move on. Thunder, Spurs. Um, back to back for the Thunder. Lamarcus Aldridge is questionable. Rudy Gay and Derek White are still out for the Spurs. Um, what do you like here for OKC? Nothing. SGA is fine. Like, he had a rough night tonight. Like going up against and like, he, I don't, I don't know what happened to him. Like he just played terrible tonight. That whole so, game was terrible. Yeah, it was not good. It did not go how I wanted to at all. Um, but yeah, like it was. I mean, what well, there was 165 full points. It, it was just horrible all around. But. I mean, SGA match versus San Antonio isn't bad. He could potentially put up a big spot, but I mean, I'm not playing Roby, Baisley, Horford, Dort, Malden. Like, it's just not a great spot for them. It's not a terrible spot, but there's so much value on the slate that they don't make the cut. And I might honestly just cross this game off entirely. I don't think um, Isaiah Roby is a terrible player. I don't think Horford plays second end of a back to back. He has, I don't think he's played a back to back yet this season. So, yeah. I, I think Roby's okay. Um, and I, I don't hate maybe taking a shot on Baisley either because he does get an uptick when Horford's out too. So those guys are, are interesting, but like you said, there's so much value on this slate where it's just, it's hard to, just hard to trust these guys overall. Um, but like the thing that like, I like here is I like the prices on like DeRozan and Murray. So that's where I kind of lean getting maybe some exposure to these Thunder guys, um, assuming that Al Horford doesn't play. Yeah, no, both of them have been playing pretty well recently. If LMA is out, that could, that's a little bit of an uptick in usage. Even though he's coming off the bench, they'll stagger the rotations of Murray and DeRozan enough where they can both end up getting there or either one of them can end up crushing. Um, but yeah, they're, they're priced a little bit too cheap at 7-9 and 8-2. They're the entirety of the offense right now. Both guys can end up crushing and then like, Kelton Johnson, if he ends up playing, I still don't expect him to go over 20 minutes. So, I mean, after the health and safety protocols, I don't really expect much. So, like, I wouldn't normally have interest potentially in guys like Lonnie Walker and Patty Mills or Lyles. But, again, the value is better elsewhere. There's a t- going to be a ton of it, especially if Grant and Jackson end up missing. So, like, Strozen and Murray. Uh, yeah, like I said, I have interest in both of those guys. That's why I'm, I'm somewhat interested in these OKC guys. Um, we got Sacramento at Portland. It's a back-to-back for both of these teams, and both of these teams are currently playing as we're recording the podcast. Um, assuming assuming Halliburton's out, assuming McCollum's out, assuming Whiteside and Nurkic are out, um, and nothing comes out of the either one of those games, what do you like here for Sacramento? I mean, 
but like probably Buddy Hyde. Like, I mean, Bagley maybe uh, is playing enough minutes. His price tag's not terrible. I don't mind him. It's going to be tough to build in with the value on the slate, but he's definitely a guy as a last piece. If I'm in that price range, I could definitely end up going with him. Fox seems a little bit too high priced, although I really like the matchup. So we can definitely show you a little bit of upside here, but he's all the way up to six, nine. I guess a great matchup. You can absolutely have a massive game, but I don't think it's going to happen. The clear mispressing to me is Buddy Hyde and Bagley are probably the two top guys from Sacramento. And the only two that I really have some interest in. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if Buddy Hyde or Heald um, ends up sitting. He's dealing with an ankle injury. It was the second end of a back-to-back. Uh, maybe he sits and it would potentially bump up maybe like a guy like Corey Joseph or something. But I, I think like Barnes is in play Um, and I don't hate Bagley. And then on the Portland side, like Lillard is so expensive. If he doesn't go like full on Damian Lillard, he's just, it's a tough spot for him. I mean, he can though. He's having a horrible night tonight, but it's against Sacramento. It's the worst defensive team in the league. Like Dame can absolutely have a big night or should have a ton of value where you could potentially play Dame and Joker, Dame and Giannis. I don't hate it. Um, but Cantor's priced up enough. Rocco seems to have occasional massive games for no reason at all, just because that's what he does. Um, but let's be strictly a GPP shot. Gary Trent Jr. priced where he should be. Like it's a great matchup for Portland. And the problem is the only guy I really want to play is Dame. Yeah, and like he's so expensive. Like, I don't know. I don't hate cancer in this spot at seventy four hundred because it is Sacramento. But I just I don't I don't trust him whatsoever. We finish it out with Golden State at Phoenix. It's a back to back for Golden State. Um Phoenix is good to go. Ubre, um, you know, dealing with a wrist injury, you know, was ruled out on Wednesday. It'd be I'll be shocked if he plays on Thursday too. Um, what are your thoughts here for Golden State? maybe Bazemore as a potential, like if, if uh, what's the name? If Uber ends up not playing, then Bazemore should be in for the start. He got the start tonight. He's playing pretty well. Um, he's cheap enough. It all depends on what other values on the slate, but they obviously didn't give him a price increase because of the late news that Uber was out. So if he misses again, then I could see Bazemore getting the spot start again and still playing a decent amount of minutes, but it's not a good matchup versus Phoenix. Second and back-to-back. I'm never going to argue with Curry. I'm never going to argue with Draymond. Both of them could potentially put up a ceiling game, but like, it's probably just Bazemore as a salary relief play, depending on what other uh, savings open up. Yeah, I just – I don't know. Um, Phoenix has been playing so good, and I, I hate this is a second end of a back-to-back for Golden State. Um you know, I think you can always play Draymond. I think you can always play Curry. You mentioned Bazemore. If Ubre is out again, I think Bazemore is just way too cheap. You know, he's there's seven minutes to go in the third quarter, and Bazemore's already played 20 minutes. So these would be the guys that I'd be looking at. And then on the Phoenix side of things, like I think you'd take shots on Chris Paul or Devin Booker. I don't hate this spot for Aiton in general, but um, you know, those are like the three main pieces I think you're looking at here on Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. 
That's the only piece I'm looking at here in Phoenix. Bridges and Crowder don't really make the cut considering the t- slate overall. It's a nine-game slate. And you're not getting a ton of upside from either of them. Um, Chris Paul is probably my favorite. Um, I think I prefer him a little bit to Booker uh, just because Chris Paul, like, he can get you close to 50 points by not putting up a ton of real-life points. But it's a match versus Golden State, one of the best matchups you can get in the NBA, like one of the fastest paced teams, not great defensively. Chris Paul, I think, smashes here. He's one of my favorite plays on the board right up there with Durant or with Morant. Um, anything else from this one? No. All right, let's get into our super draft plays of the day. Grant, kick us off here. Um, who's your favorite play as of right now over there on super draft? As of right now, it's going to come down to the Detroit game. Um, it all depends on who ends up playing there. But if Grant and Jackson are out, it's DSJ at a 1.9x multiplier. You could go with Plumley. You can go with any one of the guys from that game. They're, all their multipliers are too high. And then on the other side, Derrick Rose is still at 1.7x if he ends up playing. He's one of the better plays on the board. But if not, quickly he's at 1.75x multiplier. So he's an absolutely fantastic play. Um, looking at the other games, the answer is DSJ, but... Um, looking at other games, be on the watch out for Nun, Hero, and Drogic, all like 1.5 to 1.6x multipliers. If they're out, Morant, regardless, fantastic play. Him and Murray at 1.4x multipliers is far too high. Um, at the center positions, even at 1x multiplier, it's probably Joker. Tournaments, you can go with Valanciunas and with Cantor and Plumley. Um, and then outside of that, like Zion 1.3 isn't bad. I'm, I'm just giving you guys a full breakdown since we don't have a show tomorrow. Um, Harrison Barnes, a few of the Sacramento guys going up against Portland. Multipliers are a little bit too high, specifically Buddy Hyde and uh, Harrison Barnes are both too high. But, yeah, that, that's basically the Super Draft slate. Sorry. I, I know it's not one play, but I figured I'd just give them all the information since I'm not on tomorrow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first um, next time. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. The I think the only guy like that you didn't mention that like I I think gets minutes at his multiplier that's super solid is Nerlens Noel. He's been playing solid minutes. He's one point seven five x. Um. You know, Nick's going up against Detroit on the second end of a back to back. So I, I definitely don't hate him. And Isaiah Roby is one eight x multiplier. Um. If Al Horford gets ruled out, I don't hate that. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Grant, favorite play under 5K to go 7X? I mean, it's tough to say before the night before. Um, I'm just going to say DSJ, but potentially Reggie Jackson if Kawhi ends up missing. Yeah, I like DSJ a lot, you know, regardless. So I definitely can get behind that one. I'm going to go Bazemore. I I really don't think um, Ubre plays, so I'm going to go Bazemore. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? It's a bonus. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I'm going to go Bradley Beal. 9,900. If he doesn't hit a couple extra shots or something, like he's someone that can go under 5X there. Uh, favorite 6X play, who do you got? Uh, are you going with Morant? No, you can have him. Okay. I was going to go him or Paul. I'll go with Morant. I like it. Um, I'm going to go Norman Powell. I think he's going to have a bounce back game. 7k uh let's get weird gpp play of the day um who do you have oh gosh that's a little bit tough not knowing the night before um honestly yeah i don't 
I don't know fully who to go with. I guess like it all, it all depends on injuries, but Derek Rose, if he plays quickly, if he doesn't. It's exactly what I was going to say. Um, now I got to scroll. Hold on. Um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it is, it is um, exactly what I was going to say. Um, I think Nicholas Batum is going to be chalk. Um, man, you stumped me. Um, give me Valanchunas. He's never popular. Uh, game selection. Uh, go ahead and go ahead and I'll let you just talk about what Super Draft has. Um, you know, over there contest wise for Thursday slate. So yeah, they do a little bit different thing every day. They have they have their standard GPPs, which is an eighteen, a four, and a one dollar entry GPP. Not too top heavy, like fifteen percent to first um, in most of those. So generally overlay every single day, but they're rolling out a single entry uh, thirty dollar GPP that generally doesn't fill. The fifty fifties generally don't fill, or if they do, they're still raked at five percent instead of uh, the normal ten percent. So. The head-to-heads, the cash game, all the cash games are raked at half the price, and the guaranteed ones tend to overlay a decent amount. And then if you like, if you don't want to go super volatile and don't want to do a huge field one where you're going to have massive swings, they have a 2400 Super 8 where it's an $8 entry, 345 entries. I think it overlaid 20% today. Probably going to see around a 15% overlay tomorrow. Um, those are like pretty much all their contests over there, and. If you want, like, if you have the bankroll, 105 entry, uh, 10 person or $105 10 person tournament with $1,000 in prizes generally fills five to eight. You'll see me in there. You can take my money because outside of the last two days, maybe I'm on a heater now, but things apparently are going south while we've been on this podcast. Well, we're going to get out of here and sweat some games um, again over there on. FanDuel, we got the single entry series, a $22 or $222 and a $1 single entry series presented by Rotor Grinders um, NBA All-Star Breaks. So make sure you guys are checking those out. We don't have any lines to go over over-unders, uh, so we're going to get out of here. Grant, any final thoughts? Over on the Sacramento-Portland game. All right. That's going to wrap it up here for Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow talking – NASCAR. We're going to talk NASCAR. I think I'm going to talk about the Xfinity race. Might talk about the truck race. Going to talk about one of them on tomorrow's podcast, so make sure you guys are checking that out. Uh, He's Gene Efer. I'm Stevie. Good luck, everyone, and we'll see you guys again on Friday. Hey, kids.